0: have the privilege of hosting Michael Saris. He's the founder and CEO at 11 Health. He was diagnosed with an incurable bowel condition, Crohn's disease, at the age of 12. In late 2011, he became the 11th person to undergo a small bowel transplant in the UK at the Churchill Hospital in Oxford. He started blogging about his journey through bowel transplantation and grew his blog to over 95,000 followers. He then used social media to develop a global online peer-to-peer community, multiple communities, covering more than 20,000 patients. Whilst recovering from his transplant, Michael invented the ostomy sensor known as Ostom Eye Alert, and uh, it's just created an incredible amount of splash in what we could do with ostomy bags. And it inspired him to create 11 Health, the company, despite not having professional background in healthcare. In 2014, he established 11 Health in the US from a base in Orange County. And despite having cancer five times since his bowel transplant and recently undergoing a stem cell transplant, Michael leads the company day to day, pushing it to achieve fundamental change for patients. He is a thriver, not just a survivor. And also mentors patients and their families. He's a published author and professional speaker, a patient lead at the NHSSM, a facilitator for the Center of Patient Leadership. Need I go on? Bottom line, he's a digital strategy advisor and a patient leader involved in creating and implementing patient engagement strategies via digital technologies to transform patient care. With that uh, introduction, uh, I, I'm privileged to have Michael here on the podcast with us to talk about the work that they're up to at Eleven Health to transform bowel disease and the entire ostomy procedure as it's known to us. It's a real pleasure. It's, it's lovely to talk to you. I'm glad you're staying safe. Thanks, Michael. And, and so, you know, let's let's dive in. And, and before we we do dive into the work that 11 Health is is doing for digestive surgery and digestive health, which is very much needed. And I didn't realize how big of a problem it was until after I, I, uh, I got a chance to to learn more about the work that you guys were doing. Um, you know, tell us a little bit more about what inspires your work in healthcare.
1: Um, for me, uh, 11 Health is really a, a personal mission Because I'm one of our patients, I had Crohn's disease, incurable inflammatory bowel disease from the age of 12. I'm an intestinal transplant patient and been an ostomy patient. And so if you like, the inspiration at the beginning was how do I solve my own problem of leading this life? And what started as a very, very crude hack a, uh, a sensor uh, on a bag that would just beep as the bag was expanding or contracting uh, as it mm. filled really was the genesis for 11 Health.
0: Wow. That's amazing. And and so since 12, you've dealt with this problem. and And, you know, would you consider yourself a biohacker, Michael? In that respect, just kind of like, you know, hacking your own health or... Yeah, I, I definitely
1: feel I'm, I'm one of those that hacks their own health. Um, <laughs> I think, you know, what do they say? Necessity is uh, often the, the greatest cause for invention. And uh, I think at times you just try and solve your own personal problems. I'm just privileged that solving a personal problem has allowed me to now go on and solve some problems for other people.
0: Yeah, you know, and and it's uh it, it's wonderful. First of all, and thank you for sharing your story, Michael, and to hear about the patients and there's many patients out there now that say, "You know what? If the solution's not there, I'm not going to wait." And from dealing with diabetes to other chronic illnesses, this is a great opportunity. Your your journey has turned into the creation of a really neat company that that is is working to solve the same problem for other patients and and the caregivers helping those patients i'd love to hear more about how eleven health is is really adding value to the healthcare ecosystem
1: so the key um, message i guess uh, i'd love to share with you is and it's particularly relevant uh, unfortunately in the covid era around collection of data to deliver remote patient monitoring, obviously the use of telehealth, but the ability really to prevent a situation happening as opposed to react once it's happened. And so the idea for me of building a smart bag, taking effectively a dumb collection vessel and integrating sensors so that you get real-time data and then being able to remote monitor those patients, prevent them coming in because sadly, patients like me are at our highest uh, risk of readmissions. About 30% of all patients get readmitted uh, in the first 90 days. So it's very high readmission rates. And by using data, by using uh, remote patient monitoring through things like a patient coaching program and then escalating through telehealth to our nursing program, we think, uh, and we are doing, and we have the clinical data to show it. We're doing things that allow patients now to live a better quality of life in their home, but deliver relevant data to their clinicians in real time.
0: Super interesting, Michael. And some of the numbers are, are pretty staggering, right? I mean, we we all have an appreciation that chronic illness, chronic disease, managing that the health of chronic illness uh is is kind of a a lot of where our dollars go and you call it a dumb bag and i I think that's just uh it's like let's call it what it is right and let's improve on it so so what makes what you guys do different and better than what's available today maybe this is a great opportunity to share a story or or even how to you know explain what what how exactly this this works and and why
1: thank you um so a traditional bag, if I can call it that, is <laughs> That's a. That's nicer. That's nicer. Uh, yes, is a <laughs> is a collection vessel. Uh, it's, you know, if you have an ostomy, part of your intestine is brought to the outside of your body, and you're fitted with the bag, and you poop in a bag, or, or, or urine is collected in a bag. The challenge with all of that is that you have no control over what comes out and when it's coming out. So the difficulties you face are leaks, spills, you have no idea of volume, and inevitably it's acidic effluent that comes out, so you have huge skin irritation and wound issues. And I was experiencing that as a patient and I reached out on social media. I contacted about 20,000 patients through various groups going, what do you do? How do I improve what's going on now? And the overall message that came back was just get used to it. And as you've rightly said uh, uh, earlier on in the conversation, patients in the end try and solve things for themselves. At different times, you hack your own health. And my journey started on YouTube and eBay. I bought a uh, flex sensor from a Nintendo Wii hand glove and a oh, wow. battery. And I taped it to the outside of my bag. And as the bag expanded, so the flex sensor Changed and I could now alert myself as the bag was expanding. Um, And if I wind that forward to where Eleven Health is today, a sensor on the outside of a a bag is is, is a great hack, but actually to be able to analyse what comes out and when it comes out to prevent the leak around the wound so that you could prevent the infection rather than treat it after it happened was absolutely at the heart of of what I've tried to do and what 11Health is about. So we built this first ever smart bag. It functions, it operates, it looks like any other ostomy bag, except it has a a bunch of sensors inside that extract data minute by minute. And then what we do is we send that data to the cloud. It obviously connects with a a very user-friendly app, but it allows us to monitor increase in body temperature, increase in volumetric output and various other issues that we can then say to a patient, okay, you're trending, your volume output is trending up. It's, you're going to get over a litre, for example, of output a day, which is going to cause dehydration and kidney injuries. Why don't we intervene now?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and that's really how 11 Health exists. And we use patients as fully trained and qualified health coaches. So we buddy you up when you're a brand new patient with somebody that's got the shared lived experience and has been trained to manage you. And they are, if you like, the first line of defense and the first line of connection. And then if it needs to escalate from a patient coach, we have qualified nurses that can take care of that. And so it really is about how do you restore, in fairness, a bit of dignity to a patient's life, because this is a very unsexy condition and a very unsexy end of healthcare, if there is such a thing as a sexiness in healthcare. But it's, it's really about how do we support a patient on their journey and how do we make it easier for clinicians and nurses to manage that patient.
0: Hmm. Wow, that's powerful. Michael, and, you know, just thinking through the challenges. And I mean, I could hear your frustration, you know, the leaks, <clears throat> the spills, the skin irritation. Ah, it's just so much to deal with. The fact that you have somebody that's been there and done that as a coach is powerful. And then an escalation method where a a trained nurse can can help with technicalities of caregiving is really a great approach to this. What, what are customers saying today and, and who typically do you guys partner with? I'd love to learn a little bit more about that as, as listeners that are, you know, in the provider space, but also, you know, care delivery models, how, how, how they can collaborate with you if the opportunity is there.
1: Our initial focus has been very much on brand new patients, patients that have, are having surgery, Typically in our sector, it's from our colorectal cancer or inflammatory bowel disease. Those are the sort of two biggest patient cohorts, and we start the journey by talking to the colorectal surgeons, the wound ostomy continent nurses, and then we have a, a large direct consumer program which Paul runs online and we look at brand new patients sadly in the US there are about 130,000 brand new ostomy surgeries a year what we have done now and particularly in the in the uh, COVID-19 era if I can call it that Mm. is we've expanded our offering to all uh, patients in in digestive disease state or in the colorectal state because our coaches and and really for me there are our unsung heroes because they're living these lives they come out of cancers and inflammatory bowel diseases and diverticulitis and other issues they have the ability to coach really anyone in the digestive disease space and our nurses and we've grown our nursing program so that we can manage those patients so i would say if you have a colorectal condition you have a digestive disease state. And of course, if you're having an ostomy, either you're about to have one or you've recently had one, that's probably the sweet spot for 11 Health today.
0: Hmm. Awesome. So whether you be a a patient about to go through one of these yourselves or you have a loved one, or if you're part of a, a department that takes care of these types of procedures, being proactive with it, and then maybe as an extension to that, home care, right? If you're dealing with home care and you have a subset of patients that are uh, ostomy patients, the, the, this is a great solution for you. Is, is, am I off on that? Is, so you're, you're, you're willing to oh, you all. need You need to be
1: doing my job. You do it far better than I can in, in <laughs> the way you summarize things. But yes, home health, home care is very important for us because an awful lot of patients are discharged maybe to home health companies, skilled nursing facilities. Um, and at the moment in particular, remote monitoring is vital to those patients. And you often can't get the nurse to come into the home at the moment. So a, a digital solution, if you like, with a human touch to it is, is gaining traction for
0: us right now. For sure. Do you know the company Core Strata? Yes, I do. So we had Joseph on the the podcast. You guys working together already?
1: (laughs) No, we're not. We're not at the moment, but we are friendly neighbors, if I can call it that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Just uh, kind of a sweet spot, I think, for you both. And then, you know, uh, I mean, just the enablement of, of a solution like this to help home health providers and the caregivers that are working for these home health uh, certified agencies is just incredible because without measuring, you really can't manage these diseases. And what you've done with this is not only, obviously the the, the patient convenience and the patient benefits, but also the measurement aspect and the remote aspect is, is, is just amazing. What type, of, what type of feedback are you getting thus far, Michael? I'm privileged
1: to say we've had some phenomenal feedback we've seen significant reductions in readmission rates mm. we are we have a, a 95 96 approval rating from our patients when they stay with our coach for the first couple of weeks they then stay on beyond 90 and 180 days uh, we're a relatively young company so i think our oldest patients have only been with us for a couple of years mm. but we have a, a we're very privileged that we have a very strong patient base that supports each other and are seeing the outcomes as a patient myself. I'm just surprised that something like 11 health didn't exist before now, but do you know what? That's uh, something that we can hopefully uh, work on and continue to improve so that we can help more and more patients.
0: That's amazing. Good for you and your team, Michael. And, you know, we, we had a chance to connect here a little before the, before the podcast recording. And uh, you mentioned to me that you, you had the opportunity to, to meet Earl Bakken, the, the founder of Medtronic. I think about that guy. He was, you know, lived a long life, and the, the, the products that he helped innovate were also keeping him alive the pacemaker, the, the glucose, continuous glucose monitor. I mean just like a number of different technologies and you know what smart patients like you make markets and so I want to just give you great kudos for for the work that you're doing here.
1: Oh thank you. I'm I'm listen I'm incredibly lucky. I have a a brilliant team around me that have a, enabled this to all happen. I, I'm just one person, but you're right, going back to El and I mean, what an inspiration, what a story. Mm-hmm. If that doesn't inspire patients all around the world, I don't know what else would. Yeah. And I think, I think, I actually believe that there are patients and caregivers, as there are providers, uh, hacking solutions every day. Not all of them necessarily are scalable or Need to be scaled, but we spend a lot of our days trying to solve personal problems. I'm just one of the privileged few that's been able to take that onto another another level. And as you said, it's people like Earl that, that are really the inspiration
0: behind all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know uh, when they were kind of starting off Medtronic with the pacemaker, his partner Hermansley was uh, his son had a lot of heart conditions, you know and and he personally benefited from the pacemaker. so there's no bigger driver and motivator, like you said at the beginning of our podcast to innovation than than necessity and uh, and so uh, kudos to, to 11 health and team for for what they're doing. The website's 11health.com folks, if you are curious, um, and at this point, if you're not. I'd be wondering, um, (laughs) because the the work that they do is pretty, pretty impressive. So Michael, not every, you know, thing that happens, that's great happens without setbacks. So I'm, I'm uh, the, the listener base is always, uh, intrigued and as am I, you know, maybe a setback that you've experienced thus far with the company and something that you guys learned through that, that's made you guys stronger.
1: It's a great question and I've was thinking i been thinking about that quite a lot, particularly at the moment where you question every decision you're making. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest, I would say the biggest success has almost been our biggest failure. So I have been very much wedded to putting out a product and learning from it, providing obviously we don't cause any harm or any, any issues, but putting a product out there putting it in the hands of patients and providers and if it goes wrong learn from it I think the biggest mistake that we made very early on is producing a product that patients wanted but really meant that we had to change the workflow of nurses and providers Mm. to integrate it Mm. and that's not a good thing we needed to make that seamless we didn't we shouldn't be a company that's adding to the workflow and adding to the workload. The idea is that we can reduce it, and we didn't think that through properly at the beginning. For example, our first generation bag had a hub that you needed to charge, and it was fine to charge it in the patient's home, but when they were in hospital,
0: hmm.
1: nurses would inevitably forget, or you know, power outlets are a premium in a hospital room and we would take up one for a few hours and we realised, do you know what, we may have got the bag right, but the usability was was wrong. And so we went away, we ate a little bit of humble pie and we were able to create a, a user experience that removed the hub and meant that when you are changing your bag, or when a nurse is helping you change a bag it's no different to any other bag the fact that it's got technology in it was irrelevant and I think that was a big lesson learned because we started to gain some traction we started to gain some momentum and then we had to pull back and it it cost us a few months without a doubt but we learned from it
0: wow yeah, that's a great learning. You've adapted. And so is the bag now, so you went from a rechargeable bag to a, I guess, a, a bag with a battery, uh, finite battery amount that you just swap out for a new one?
1: Yeah, we, yes, okay. absolutely. Gotcha. And uh, even then we're, we're, you know, we're looking at ways now, for example, of how could we replace the battery and create energy in a different way? so that we can become even more eco-friendly. But we've got a, a stable product that is working well. So Wonderful. I don't want to tinker too much today.
0: No, yeah, yeah, I, I, I totally agree. Fascinating work, Michael, and kudos to you and your team for, for figuring that shift and making it user-friendly. You know, it's, it's those technologies and solutions today that keep all of the healthcare stakeholders in mind that succeed. And 11 uh, Health is proving to be friendly for patients, nurses, doctors in both home and, and uh, acute care settings. So uh, just uh, never easy to do, but important to do. What, what would you say is the thing that you're most excited about today?
1: I think um, that sadly, healthcare doesn't make great changes on its own. Sadly, it takes a crisis or a big moment in time for change to happen. And we're going to get through COVID-19. There's going to be pain, there's going to be suffering, but we're going to get through it because we're all stronger together. And when we come out the other end, I think healthcare has changed forever. So the ability for remote patient monitoring, for telehealth to become the norm as opposed to a nice-to-have, I think is there forever. The ability for us to talk to patients maybe beyond a traditional state line, I think, has changed. And I I believe, therefore, that this moment in time today, for however long we're in this difficult scenario and, and, and once we get through it, the value to healthcare and the lessons learned to healthcare I think are incredibly exciting and I think transformative in healthcare and I think this could see a revolution in terms of how we can treat patients, how we can predict problems happening rather than react to them and ultimately I hope also drive down the cost of of care because it's much cheaper to treat somebody remotely and through telehealth and it is bringing them into the hospital in an outpatient clinic and setting etc so despite what are undoubtedly incredibly challenging times I think we are about to enter
0: a really interesting and exciting phase of healthcare. I could not agree with you more Michael it's certainly transformative. And you know, what's interesting is, you know, you said the word transformative and I, and I, and I love that as we've been dealing with this COVID-19 I've been hearing a a shift in the broader uh, ecosystem. The word disruptive has not been used as often. The word that I continue hearing more and more is transformative and, disruption happens, it ends and things continue. Transformation stays forever. And I think, um, I, I just wholeheartedly agree with, with what you said, we will be entering into a post COVID-19 world that will be transformed for the better for all of us. If you, you know, you're a very thoughtful guy. Uh, I'm curious, what are you reading and would you recommend any books to, to our listeners?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I tend to have a very uh, bizarre mix of, of, of books on the go. I'm, I'm right. actually reading one at the moment, which is about the history and the different types of chiefs of staff huh. in, um, in the White House. And uh, I, there are a couple of books around uh, the chief of staff at the moment. The one I'm particularly reading is called The Gatekeeper's. Hmm. by an author, Chris uh, Ripple, and it takes the different types of chief of staff and their roles that they play from early days in terms of uh, Gerald Ford and, and, and Nixon right through to where we are today. And, and there's a little bit around uh, uh, President Trump, but it, it takes you right up through to uh, the end of President Obama's era. And I, I'm just fascinated by by that i love politics and i've got an interest in it so uh anybody's interested in it got a political uh uh interest doesn't matter which side of the fence you're on it's a fascinating read it's also a very good learning book from a business perspective
0: what a great recommendation uh folks you know where to go outcomes rocket That Health. in the search bar type in 11 the number 11 health and you'll see our, our full podcast show notes there with, with Michael as well as a transcript, links to the book, links to 11health.com. Uh, that's the place to go for the rest of this podcast here we're about to conclude. So uh, just incredible interview today, Michael. I'd love if you could just leave us all with a closing thought and then the best place where the listeners could continue the conversation with you.
1: I think the most important message that we shouldn't lose sight of today particularly in today's world is about staying safe and staying well and you know I I really wish all the listeners uh health and strength during these difficult times but I I guess as I as I said to you a bit earlier um we will get through this. We are going to get through this. We're stronger together. If any of your listeners want a four-minute piece of inspiration, listen to the Queen of England speech that she gave over the weekend, truly inspiring about coming together and getting through this. And once we do, healthcare is changing and will continue to change. And actually, I think we will really see a shift a transformation in, in how we look after people. And by people, I mean our nurses, our doctors, our surgeons, as well as patients and caregivers and loved ones. And so I think it would be prudent for me in the current climate to just leave a, a message of please stay safe and well. And if you want to continue the conversation, you can reach me on Twitter at MJ and come to the 11Health website. I'm also on LinkedIn, as Michael says, and uh, you'll find me.
0: Outstanding, Michael. Well, I, I uh, hadn't seen that video, so thanks for that homework assignment, folks, if you <laughs> get a chance. I'm always up for inspirational pieces, and, and uh, during this time, every little bit of inspiration helped. so I appreciate that. And also congratulate you guys for the work that you're doing there, and I invite anybody listening to this to to take – take michael up on on uh chatting via twitter but also checking out their website at 11health.com so michael just want to say thanks again for the work you're doing and for sharing it with us
1: and thank you so much for inviting me stay safe yourself and look forward to being in touch with you.